Welcome to Beautiful Soul Sunday, and thank you for tuning in. Listen, we want you to be encouraged, uplifted, and strengthened in your faith as you listen to the show today. And we pray that this podcast will be a blessing to your soul. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lynn Gope. What is up, all of you beautiful souls out there? This is your host, Dr. Lynn Noble. I am back this week giving you a dose of the most and some news that you can use on this morning. Listen, I am really excited to release this word to you on today. So I am invading your space. I'm coming in your phone, your home, your car, your computer. I'm sending you love. First of all, I'm sending you positive vibes. And I want you to know that you are valuable to the kingdom and God really cares about you. You are so valued that he has specifically designed a word for you on today that he wants me to share with you. And as you know, if you have listened to my previous podcast, then you will recall that I mentioned really seeking God and praying about what he wants me to share with you each week. And of course, once I heard from God, I was excited to share this word with you, knowing that it really could spark some controversy. And I am completely okay with that because I'm mature enough to know that if God gives me a direct right now word on your behalf to enlighten you, that if you speak or come against it, I am not going to take it personally because I'm mature enough to know that you are not coming against me. You're actually coming against the word of God. The word of God is speaking and you don't have to receive it or believe it. But I can tell you that I am a 100% sure that God is speaking to me, that he has spoken to me. And that is the reason why I can freely share this word with you, because God wouldn't release it, first of all, if he didn't care about you. And so it should let you know how much God values you and how much he cares about you, because God called me to the office of a prophet, and he has given me a prophetic mantle to carry. And so this is something I didn't ask God for. However, it is something that I did ask God to develop over the years, and that is my prophetic gift. So I want to talk to you about that just a little bit. And I shared some of it in my second book, Speak to the Nations, because it is a prophetic book. And I share some things that God revealed to me about this nation, our nation. Some things God allowed me to share in the book, and there are some things to this day that he showed me, but he instructed me not to share it. And I don't know if he will allow me to release it at a later time or not, but I will say that once God releases a word, it is important to take it seriously and you can examine it. You can even weigh it against his word because when God speaks, It does line up with his word, or it should line up with his word. I'm not saying that I have all the answers. I'm just one of the vessels that God uses. And I will say this, once you hear a word from God, you are then held accountable and responsible for what you hear and what you do with that word is between you and God. Okay. So now, Quite a few things have transpired this year. 
things that we certainly did not plan for. In some most recent events within the last couple of months, we have seen protests, we have seen racial tensions and racial unrest on the rise. I mentioned in my first podcast, United We Stand, that for my first launch, I wanted to address and, you know, just speak on another topic, but I felt that I would be remiss if I didn't at least talk about what we are seeing with the divide in our nation. And we have to make sure that as Christians, as believers in the body of Christ, that what we see going on in the world with all the divisions, that it is not coming within the body of Christ to divide God's body. Okay. So I talked about it, just, you know, address some things in my first podcast, United We Stand. And I moved on to encouraging you not to waste time or procrastinate because if you're going to do something for God in order to impact the kingdom, you shouldn't hesitate, but you should go ahead and make some moves and do it now. Mainly because brothers and sisters, Jesus is soon to return. And if you grew up in church like I did, you have heard that for years and he hasn't raptured his people yet, but I am telling you that we are on the cusp of this thing regarding the Antichrist being revealed. Everything I am about to tell you has come straight from the throne room of God. I haven't listened to any other prophets, any other pastors, preachers, teachers, and I do that on purpose so that I can hear God for myself in order to know what God is saying to me in order to release that word to you. As a matter of fact, since I started my podcast, I really watch a whole lot less television, okay? But as a prophet of God, and again, I'm just one voice and I don't take it lightly when God speaks to be as bold to say that God said if he didn't say. But as his mouthpiece, I think that it is important for you to know what God is saying during these times, these trying times. Some may even refer to it as uncertain times because you have a lot of people speaking on God's behalf or addressing issues to try to bring clarity and an understanding when really it is your voice, your thoughts, your opinions, and not God's. Now, since I did my two previous podcasts in two different episodes, I want you to know that I had already chosen my next topic and I was going to talk about my next topic until last Monday when God spoke this word to me. It was early in the morning. I woke up and as I was really just trying to get my bearings and start my day, I heard the spirit of the Lord speak this word to me. And it was literally just one word. He spoke to me and he said this word, subjugate. Now, I've shared with you before that I'm a word person. I love words. And there are times when God will teach me a new word. And I actually like that about my relationship with him. A word that I've never heard before. For one thing, God knows that I really just get excited about that kind of stuff. And because when God teaches me a word, 
He knows that I I love to go and research it and find out everything I can about that word that he has given me. Not to mention, anytime God speaks a word that I'm not familiar with or that I haven't heard before, that's how I really know that it's God speaking to me, okay? So, of course, I got ready that morning, and when I sat down and started working, I remembered that God had spoken a word to me earlier that morning, but I could not remember it because, again, it wasn't a word that I was familiar with. So I sat there for a minute, kind of pondered, and I said to myself, God, you gave me a word this morning. I I apologize. I can't remember it. I didn't write it down. What was the word that you gave me? And I'm sitting there and I'm thinking really hard because, as I said, I didn't write it down. And when I said, what was it? Again, God spoke and he said, subjugate. Now, ladies and gentlemen, my brothers and sisters, prior to Monday, July the 6th, 2020, when God spoke this word to me, I had never heard this word before, as I said. So later that day, of course, I researched the word, and I want you to listen close to what I'm about to tell you. In case you are taking notes, the word subjugate is spelled S-U-B-J-U-G-A-T-E. It's a verb, okay? The part of the part of speech it is, it's a verb. Now, here's the definition of subjugate. Subjugate, subjugated, or subjugating means to bring under complete control or subjection. It means to master, to conquer, to make submissive or subservient, and it also means to enslave. I'm going to let that sink in for a minute. These are the words which describe the word that God gave me, subjugate. I need you to hear me because it also means, this word also means to force, to enthrall, subdue, suppress, compel, reduce, rule, tame, crush, coerce, triumph over, to overthrow, overcome, and to vanquish, which means to completely subdue. In reference to all of the words that I just described to you, understand that the ruling of authority means to bring under control and governance in order to make one submissive. Now, let me say this. With everything going on in the world right now, if you are not careful, you will allow yourself to get caught up on other voices and that will cause you to lose focus to what is really going on and taking place in the spirit realm. Okay, understand and hear me because the intent is to distract you by causing you to zoom in on voices from the media, the news media protests, and those in political arenas, and you will have so much chaos and confusion going on in your own mind, in your own head, that 
the distractions will cause you to become too desensitized to the fact that we just had a trial run of the mark of the beast being introduced. Okay, I'm gonna let that sink in. You don't have to believe me. You don't have to respect my anointing, but rather you receive this word or not, it's not going to change what I'm telling you. And I'm cool with that. Okay. Because people didn't believe Jesus. As a matter of fact, Jesus is the one who said in Mark chapter six and verse four, a prophet is not without honor, but in his own country and among his own kin and in his own house. Because people who knew Jesus, they became too familiar with him that when he tried to heal the sick and perform miracles in his own city and in his own town, the Bible says in Mark chapter six and verse five, that he could do no mighty work there, except that he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And the reason why is the people from his own country just looked at him like, ah, oh, well, that's just Mary and Joseph's boy. They didn't respect who Jesus was because instead of looking at him as savior of the world, they just looked at him as the boy who grew up down the street. Okay. So only a few people came out to be healed by Jesus. And in verse six, it says that he, he marveled at their unbelief. So if you keep reading a few more verses down in that same passage of scripture in Mark chapter six, in verse 11, Jesus said, if they don't receive you, shake the dust off your feet and keep it moving. Okay. And that's what he did. So again, you don't have to believe what I'm telling you, but I am telling you by the unction, the authority of the Holy Ghost that God has given me this word to share with you. I hope everyone is still with me because this is where it gets real, okay? This is where it gets real, for real, for real. And it might even trip you out a little bit because it kind of tripped me out. So in researching this word earlier that I gave you, and I gave you a lot of words which define the word that God gave me, subjugate. Don't forget, that's the original word God gave me. Let's take a look at the suffix of this word. Okay, again, it's spelled S-U-B-J-U-G-A-T-E, subjugate. Jugate or jugus, J-U-G-U-S. Ladies and gentlemen, my brothers and sisters, jugate or jugus means yoke in Latin. Subjugate literally means to bring under a yoke or it means the yoke. Okay. What is a yoke? A perfect example of a yoke is used by farmers in order to control oxen by means of a heavy wooden yoke over their shoulders, which goes over their necks. In ancient Rome, conquered soldiers stripped of their uniforms, they might actually be forced to pass under what was called an ox yoke as a sign of submission to Roman victors. Now, fast forward to today. 
Although we are not in ancient Rome, even without an actual yoke that physically hangs across the shoulders, what happens to a population that has come under the control of another, it can be every bit as humiliating and it has the exact same result. Okay, and I haven't taken a break, but I feel a push in my spirit. So I'm just going to keep going. So I need for you to catch this. And after God revealed this to me, I understood why I was personally affected by what happened to George Floyd, because George Floyd was killed by someone in a position whose uniform represented authority, which was to protect and serve. But in a brazen act, that person exercised abuse in power by using his knee as a yoke on this man's neck to humiliate him and bring him under subjection. Now, here's what's going on in the spirit realm, okay? Satan knows that in Genesis chapter three, this is where the fall of man occurs when the enemy tempted Adam and Eve and they were fooled, they were tricked, bamboozled, deceived, however you want to say it, by the enemy into eating the fruit or eating from the tree God commanded them not to eat of. When Satan calls them to be disobedient to God, God cursed the enemy above all cattle and every beast of the field. And he told him that he would crawl on his belly and eat the dust of the ground for the rest of his life. Okay. Now, this is where it is first recorded and where it is first addressed that there would be enmity, hatred, that word enmity, it actually means mutual hatred between him, Satan, and the woman, between his seed and her seed, and it, speaking in third party, okay, it being the seed shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. This is in verse 15 of Genesis chapter three. This is what God specifically tells the enemy. So the word bruise in this verse of scripture, it means to break or to snap. So God tells the enemy that the woman, because there is mutual hatred between you and her, her seed and your seed, it shall bruise, break, or snap your head, Satan. Now, the Hebrew translation of head in this verse of scripture means chief, it means rank, it means power, authority, or rulership. It's not speaking of a physical head. It's speaking of power, it's speaking of authority, and it's speaking of rulership. So the enemy knows that it is the seed of the woman who will snap the neck of the enemy, dethrone him, and come against his authority. Okay, so how is the seed kept from coming against the enemy? How is the seed of the woman kept from coming against the enemy? I'm glad you asked. He has to destroy the seed. Brothers and sisters, this is not anything new. When Satan knew that a savior was going to be born early in history, as far back as when there were Hebrew slaves in Egypt, the enemy started coming against the seed to destroy the seed 
And that is the reason why in Exodus chapter one, verse 22, Pharaoh gave a charge for every son, every male that was born was to be killed. Fast forward to the New Testament. The same thing happened when Jesus was about to be born and come on the scene. The massacre of the innocence of males, once again, in the narrative of the gospel of St. Matthew chapter two, verses 16 through 18, in which Herod, the great king of Judea, orders the execution of all male children two years old and under in the vicinity of Bethlehem. Understand that Satan was not successful in stopping Jesus from being born and crushing his head when Jesus went to Calvary. So what this means is that Satan's power and authority was stripped because Jesus is the head. And as believers, we are the body of Christ and Christ is our head. Okay. Now, if Satan is under his heel, the heel of Jesus, heel meaning the hoof of Satan, his army, then he is also under our feet. So spiritually speaking, we have to put our feet on the neck of the enemy because the enemy knows this. So his tactic is to try to get to the seed first in order to destroy the seed before that seed has a chance or an opportunity to destroy him. And this is the reason why our males, specifically our black males right now are under attack because if Satan can attack and kill the man, he kills the millions of seeds that that man carries before he has an opportunity to deposit those seeds into the woman because God already warned him that the seed of the woman would be against his seed. Okay, I need everybody to stay with me because I researched this and this information, it can be found at the mayoclinic.org. Okay, the normal sperm count for a male ranges anywhere from 15 million to upwards of 200 million sperm or seed per milliliter of semen. Okay, so from a spiritual standpoint, this is much bigger than a man being killed. Because the enemy knows that if he can kill one man, he can also kill, destroy, and stop future generations from being born. And this is the reason why you have to know the tactics of the enemy and understand what is taking place and what is going on in the spirit realm. God's word identifies your enemies as the world the flesh and the devil himself in order to defeat the enemy and crush his head, strip him of his power and his authority. We have to dismantle him before he dismantles us by recognizing when he has infiltrated and penetrated the land. And it's called brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, spiritual warfare. Now, in Ephesians chapter six, verse 12, that passage of scripture, that verse of scripture, it says, for we wrestle not against flesh and blood. That means the bloodshed of a human being. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. 
Do you hear what I'm saying? Power, ruler of darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. In other words, we are not warring. We are not wrestling against the bloodshed of one human being, but we are warring against the head of the enemy. And the only way to defeat the enemy is to chop off his head, spiritually speaking. Now, verse 13 of Ephesians chapter six, it says this, wherefore take unto you the whole armor of God that ye may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. Now that word evil in the Greek, it literally means when someone is ill, when there is sickness and when there is disease. Do you see that? So it is not, I repeat, not a coincidence that all of this is occurring during the hype of this COVID-19 pandemic. But the word evil in this passage, it also means degeneracy. What is degeneracy? One of the definitions is when you see that someone has sunk to a very low, vicious, and corrupt state. In reference to what happened to George Floyd, let's just take race out of the equation for a moment, knowing that this man, after begging for his life, met his death on the pavement of the street. The fact that a human being was treated this way is the reason why it sparked outrage, simply because of the degeneracy that was caused by someone in a position of power and authority. Now, as believers, we were instructed to crush the enemy's head. Remember, head represents power, authority, and ruleship. I'm going to tell you why this is a symbolic sign that you have conquered your enemy. And I asked God to reveal this to me. I said, God, what does this mean? Why the neck? Why is the significance with the yoke over the neck? Because you said to crush the head of Satan. In the natural, however, when you are putting a chokehold on someone's neck, you are cutting off their oxygen level and their air supply. Oxygen, which causes you to breathe the breath of life given to the man Adam by God in order for him to become a living soul. Because remember, God created man, but man didn't come alive until God breathed the breath of life in him. So number one, whenever you crush the enemy's head or you put your foot on the back of the neck of the enemy, spiritually speaking, you are able to cut off the enemy's air supply. That's number one. Number two, and this is what the Holy Spirit said to me when I asked, why the neck? Why is that symbolic? Why is it significant? Here is what the Holy Spirit said to me. God said, he said, if you can restrict or restrain the neck, then you can control the head. And this is the reason why the yoke has to be broken off of the neck, because by restraining the neck, you control the head. And this is what people do not understand, especially if you are not a person of color and you try to convince your cohorts that racism isn't real or that this is being blown out of proportion. When you have a clear understanding of what is actually taking place in the spirit realm, when you are able to see the big picture in the grand scheme of things 
Absolutely none of this should offend you, especially if you are a believer, because if you focus on the protest and the rioting and someone's criminal history or background or whatever you refer to as quote unquote black on black crime or the looters and everything else we see reported in the news, if you focus on that, then the enemy did his job by causing you to zoom in on all of those things instead of what actually took place in the spirit ram, especially on the day that George Floyd was murdered. It explains why, for me personally, that it affected me on a deep level, and that is because it was a spiritual level because of the way that it hit my spirit when I saw how this man was treated. Understand that injustice does not come from God God is against anyone being treated unjustly, for one thing, because he is the judge. Psalm 75, verse 7, it says this, he puts down one and sets up another. In other words, God has the ability to humble humble you or exalt you. He is not down with someone taking justice into their own hands unless he's the one giving the instruction or he's the one handing it down. And I'm going to say this, listen, you are taking sides with the enemy when you don't stand for what God stands for, period. And I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. If you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said this, and this will be my quote for the week. He said, the ultimate measure of a man is not where he stands in moments of comfort and convenience, but where he stands at times of challenge and controversy. So for those who may still be lost, let me catch you up. Some of you, I may have to spell it out for you. And here it is. None of the recent events dealing with race is about trying to argue your point that all lives matter or that black lives matter. What this is about is the abuse of power to forcibly cause you to submit to authority And the reason why it is so important for people to defend the black lives, which is the focal point for lives that don't seem to matter or receive the same treatment at this particular time in our history right now, who are treated unjustly. Here's why it is important to not only support, but to also speak up and speak out against racism in regards to the injustice of minorities. It is not because you are coming to the defense of the Black Lives Matter movement. It is because those who are in a position of power and authority know that if they can control one race of people, they can control all races of people. And that, my brothers and sisters, ladies and gentlemen, is how the Antichrist is going to be able to infiltrate, control, and subjugate your basic rights. Listen, my time is already up, beauties. I will have to wrap this up and finish this topic next week. So listen, I encourage you, stay woke, brothers and sisters, stay beautiful, treat people how you want to be treated because you all matter. You are all valuable to the kingdom. You are valuable to God and you are truly a beautiful dope soul. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Don't forget to subscribe to Beautiful Soul Sunday on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, 
Spotify, or any other podcast platform. Also, follow Beautiful Soul Sunday on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or visit our website at beautifulsoulsunday.com. Until next time, blessings, grace, and peace be multiplied.